0: a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. It's sunny Shenzhen here, already hot. It is very hot already. Uh, AC is on, blasting. It's mm-hmm. cool. go. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So Holly, I heard you have a very interesting fact for us this week. What have you got? Uh, it's quite an amusing fact. Yes. Uh
1: so um a guy allegedly used 100 kilos of uh, small change to buy his BMW 7 series. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> in China, add. This is of course a Chinese fact. Of course it is. Um so, obviously, that's pretty amusing, but it took 20 members of staff six hours to count the change.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Um, but, actually, this it only made up a small proportion of the one million RMB it cost him to buy. This I was going to say, 100kg. That's, that's, I mean... That's not too much
0: change, I mean six hours <laughs> worth of counting, but
1: yeah, but I also read that apparently um using small denominations like this to settle debts are quite common in China hmm. um, but it's not usually more than ten or twenty thousand i'm not it, they didn't tell they didn't say how much the like the hundred kilos of change was in monetary value. But I'm guessing it was quite a lot. Oh um, but apparently, this is is quite common, especially if you want to annoy someone. Oh. So <laughs> I wonder if he had like some kind of beef with the 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 car. Yeah, do you go to the bank or
0: beforehand and just ask them? I mean, or. Oh, what like can you can you give me lots of change? Yeah, well, he can't just have that sitting around (laughs) the house, right?
1: He he commented and said, "Oh, like I'm happy that I've got this put this money towards a car, but I'm also incredibly pleased that I've gotten rid of so much change."
0: (laughs) Oh my god! So he did just have that change lying around. So if he had that much money in change, how much money is he spending on a daily basis? That's crazy. But
1: it wasn't just, like, when I hear change, I think coins mostly. But I saw a picture of the money piled up, but it was also notes. So Mm -hmm. he had stacks and stacks of notes as well. Wow. Um, So it was quite quite impressive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So legally, they have to take it, right? Yeah, apparently, yeah. It's legal tender. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes me laugh. I used to pay for... There was a Korean shop where the lady was really salty. So I used to mm. unload my change <laughs> on her. But sometimes yeah. she just wouldn't take it. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I, I feel guilty giving people change... Like, taxi drivers change. Because when I, when I came here, I, I was sure someone had told me, kind of, it's offensive to use coins, like, try and use knots. But you can't all the time. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... I do I do now and I don't feel too bad. I mean, what are you gonna do with all this? I don't know. Pay, buy
0: a car, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving up for my first house. Oh man, that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Awesome fact of the week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so let's uh let's move on to our question. And our question comes from uh a friend of ours, well not a friend, but a written Chinese friend of ours called Ian Prince, and he lives in the UK. And he's asked us, uh why do you think the clubbing scene in China is so massive? Presuming that you do. Uh is it reaction to years of oppression or is it an expression of youth or is it something something else?
0: Ooh, I like yeah. this. It's a good
1: question. Yeah. yeah I would I've never I would never have thought about this at all. Mm. Um so yeah, it's a cool question. Uh so where to start, Nora? have you got any thoughts on this?
0: Um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's First off, I want to say people sometimes think that, you know, China was this very conservative society before Western influence, influence came in and, yeah. like, corrupted them. But <laughs> yeah. for those people who think that, I highly recommend you read the book Decadence Manchu. Um, mm-hmm. It's the memoirs of Sir Edmund Tre- Trelawney Backhouse, who he's – a, he's a Brit – Such as yourself. (laughs) Of course. And he was living in China circa the late 1800s, early 1900s. And his memoirs are so steamy that they were hidden for like two generations because (laughs) they were afraid they would be burned. Is it like
1: Lady Chatley's Lover of China?
0: Oh, it's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So it's very spicy, the things that were going on. All right, nice. Especially in and around the court in China. Oh, wow. So if you think it's our fault, think again. China has always had that steamy, sexy back, you know, hidden <laughs> back side. So check out Decadence Manchu. I'll put a oh, link yeah. to it in writtenchinese.com episode 16. Yeah, already? we are on episode 16, 16 already. Sweet 16. Yeah. So check it out and Seems good. see for yourself. <laughs> and that, nice. that steamy scene does continue today in modern clubs. Yeah. So, I think maybe, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, how, that it's blown up necessarily as, like, a reaction to being suppressed. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not really sure if what it used to be like. I mean, okay, so that book gives us a uh, the impression that it was similar, but my feeling is that this kind of increase in, like young people going out to to drink is a bit of you know like f- flashing the cash kind mm. of a bit of a oh I, you know I've got a lot of I've got income and I have nothing else to do with it but Buy lots of bottles of champagne.
0: That's true. I'm sure that <laughs> it's spoil my you know it, it existed all the time, but that is just on steroids now. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Ch- Chinese clubs have just become. I mean, you would not believe the the kind of massive clubs that they yeah. have, where it's like hierarchies of VIP right. areas. Yeah, it's nuts.
1: Do you differentiate between? Are we differentiating between like a bar and a club, or because to me they're a bit different?
0: I would. Say in my opinion there aren't really a whole lot of bars in China. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean where we are in Shenzhen in the major cities you will have pockets of bars. Here in Shenzhen we have an area that's called Coco Park which does mm. have quite a few bars and pubs. Yes. But those are not really that common whereas the clubs are everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So in yeah. smaller and when I say smaller I mean cities of let's say a million or under. They, tiny, tiny. Yeah, tiny no ones. one living there. There's no one. <laughs> so they usually... They'll have restaurants where you can drink mm. alcohol, and then they'll have clubs, but there isn't really a whole lot of the bar yeah. scene. Okay, fair enough. So I think when we talk about clubs, we talk about clubs. Okay, right. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things about going to Chinese clubs is actually looking at the cars that are parked oh, outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Because typically... They let the really, the, you know, the VIP members just park right out in front of the club, like yeah. in the walkway. Mm-hmm. And so you'll have these like gorgeous Lamborghinis, mm-hmm. Ferraris, all the, you know, Bentleys like parked yeah. and they're all, you know, spit shined and they're all just sitting yeah. out there waiting for someone to stumble out into them.
1: <laughs> and the fall over the top of them. I I wonder like if there's one person sat amongst them who is like the designated driver because I feel really bad for them. Hmm. I mean on the one hand they get to drive home and look cool, <laughs> but they also can't really enjoy themselves.
0: So. As I understand it it's pretty strict the, you know, drinking and driving mm. here in China. Yeah, Although I mean if you have that kind of money for those kind of cars, I'm sure yeah. that there are ways around it, but
1: <laughs> Well, we we talked about we talked a little bit about the law a couple of episodes ago, so maybe if you're interested in the law in China, mm. check it out, episode 14.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's it's not as common to drink and drive as where I'm from. Because <laughs> in Wisconsin, right. it's pretty common for people to, I mean, not to be wasted, but to have to have, a bit... have a drink and then drive home. Right. Which, you know, it's not the best thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, If anyone, if there's any police listening from Wisconsin, like, you know...
0: You're going to come get me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I always rode my bike. I guess that's probably illegal, I think too. it is, it, Biking it is. Biking
1: Although maybe it depends, depending on your states. So I'm not really sure how your system works oh, exactly. Oh, uh Yeah, I have, I have noticed um, people being stopped and breathalyzed, actually, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a surprise to me, because, I mean, for a long, long time I hadn't seen it, but within the last year, I've seen it a few times now.
0: For Americans out there, I don't know if it's the same as in the UK, but in the US, the police can't pull you over unless you've done something wrong. So, but in most um, countries, um, the police can just pull you over randomly. They can in the UK. So, in that's that's actually kind of one of the reasons why people are allowed to drink and drive. So, I mean, so they, they have the ability to do it because if right. you're good at it, the police <laughs> oh, wow. can't stop you. I mean, they can't just pull you – I mean, they can look for for technicality, like, oh, if your pl- plates aren't yeah, yeah. updated or, you know, if you didn't st- have a full stop at a stop sign or something. They can try yeah. and mess with you, but if you don't slip up, then they can't pull you over. They can't just randomly pull you over. But mm. in pretty much every other country in the world that I've been in, they <laughs> can so just flag you. Yeah, they can just flag you and pull you over and breathalyze you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're driving perfectly or not. They can do that. And then mm. you're in big doo-doo, so – don't do it. <laughs> definitely. Do not drink and rive. drive. Drive drive. Don't <laughs> ride either. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Holly, what do you think about the club scene here in Shenzhen?
1: Um I have only I I've only experienced a handful of different clubs here, I think. Um it's a lot more extravagant than it is at home. Mm, definitely. Um I mean down to shows uh like trains of uh staff bringing bottles of champagne with uh fire. sparklers and fireworks, <laughs> yeah. not fireworks but like sparklers and things like that um yeah that's both impressive and slightly like crazy at the same time mm. um yeah it's it's just it's all about like um i those these people have plenty of money, and they kind of they can show off, and they can do you know they can impress each other, impress their friends, and impress everyone else in the club. I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, it's very extravagant.
0: One of the things you have to know is that in the Chinese clubs, you can't sit at a table or you can't stand at a table unless you buy a bottle of something. Yeah. And a bottle of something, it, the cheapest ones cost about 80, uh, $80 to $100, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, sounds very right I'm good. talking about a full bottle yeah, of alcohol. Yeah. So that's yeah, like, what, 500 room mm-hmm. yeah, Something yeah, yeah, like that. Absolutely. I think that's the cheapest yeah, yeah. you can get. And then usually when you buy a bottle, it comes with a massive, beautiful fruit plate. Yes, yes tomatoes included when you started to say massive
1: beautiful i was thinking where is she going with this (laughs) because often if you buy a bottle or you get a table it's kind of one and the same like you buy if you buy a bottle you usually get a table but sometimes tables have prices on them as well Mm. anyway if you do that you usually get a rather sometimes you can get a rather attractive uh waitress as well to go with to go yeah (laughs) to go with the table not to go (laughs) well depends on how much champagne she gets
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah holly mentioned that there's more in the showmanship at the clubs like a lot of times they will have a show so there's one club that's not too far from where we are now it's Mm -hmm. actually walking distance from here it's called evening show it's in shenzhen and um basically they have this like retractable runway <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so every maybe every hour hour and a half the runway gets brought out yep. in the middle of the dance floor mm-hmm. and then they have um uh, Russian models or they yeah. have dancers come and strut the runway mm-hmm. it's quite impressive actually I mean when I think about it it's not
1: my cup of tea at all but the times I've been I am kind of like oh you know this is this is fun It it, it is it is mm-hmm. there's it's, always something going on yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's um, super fun. The, I mean, I think this is kind of a this sure thing is becoming more and more popular. I mean, do you remember that new relatively new place we went to where there was like a what would you how would you call it? Where there were the um barlesque, I guess. Yeah, it was like a cabaret. Cabaret, cabaret. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, it's probably. That was awesome. I I found that I was very like into that. To be honest, I thought was
0: that club was super cool too because it wasn't one of these like massive, massive. It was more like small and intimate, but it was still. Like hyped up, you know. Yeah. Like it still had all the the lighting, and it had yeah, it had the show, and I really, actually, I really had a good time. Yeah,
1: at that place. and I think that place was like there were tables. Actually, that actually it was a bit deceiving. There was a central part which we stayed. F- stayed in for the most of the night. But there was also tables that went outside and round the, round oh, outside. And I think there were, I mean, there were lots of people sat there with bottles and playing dice and things like that. But in the in the centre, actually, there were lots of people just kind of chilling out like we would do. Like, if we went to a, not really a club, but if we went to a bar, there were people just going to the bar just to get a, a drink and to hang out with friends, which is actually, in Chinese... Bars or clubs—that's quite unusual to see. So Mm -hmm. it was.
0: That was. It had a good feel. I I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But usually they are just like these massive, massive clubs with multi, multi levels. And for some reason, steampunk came hard in China because so (laughs) many of the clubs have these like steampunk style with these like crazy gears and And like clocks everywhere. Yeah, cages, (laughs) low hanging like chandeliers and like you know these. Bronze, you know, gears and wheels turning, yeah, and absolutely, it's a cool style, but it's repeated a lot. A lot, yeah,
1: a lot. Well, that's, I mean, that's quite common, isn't it? That something takes off and then
0: everyone yeah, wants to do like it. Copy paste, <laughs> copy paste. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I want to tell you guys how to play the dice game real quick because <laughs> if you're coming to China, you have to learn. So, you each person gets a cup full of dice, and this is something that. Every club is going to have they 'll have yeah. cups of dice at every table yeah. so inside the cup are five dice. Oh don't ask me,
1: I have tried I have tried and actually learned to play this game, I would say like ten times, and but by the end of the night, all what I mean is the next day i've forgotten. <laughs> And I always really get, I get really into it and I'm like, yes, I finally learned to play this game. And then the next
0: day it's gone. (laughs) Well, I'll record it for you now and then you can rewind. (laughs) I will, I will. I'm going to write it down. (laughs) So you get, every person gets five dice and you, um, you, what you're trying to do is it's a bluffing game. So you shake your dice up and then you look at your dice without showing anybody else. Uh, ones or aces are wild. So ones Mm -hmm. can be anything that you want. And your goal is to have the highest amount of whatever, of one number as possible. Yeah. So, for example, if I have uh, four fours and a one, that means I have five fours. And then I can kind of use the odds to guess how many other fours. Like if we're playing with five people, Mm -hmm. that means that there's 25 dice in the game. So I can estimate, okay, Holly probably has at least two fours, let's say. Let's say each person probably have at least two fours. And if I'm feeling lucky, I'll say more. So then I will say how many fours I think the whole table has. Mm -hmm. And then the next person – so the the first person can start with any number – but the next person must either beat that number, either by the amount of how many of that number, yeah. or by the number itself. For example, if I say okay, eight fours, mm-hmm. then you can say um, nine threes, or you can say nine fours. Yeah. Or you know, you can you can increase it, or either the the actual number or um, how many of that number.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is re- this is ringing re- bells to me now. I do. I, I do remember this part of like the instructions.
0: Yes. So now you have kind of kind of a hint how to play. You have a head start when you come here. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't explain it that well, but at least you have kind of an idea how it's played, and you can um, you can try it. So then, yeah. basically, you go around, and then anyone can call the other person's bluff. Mm-hmm. So if Holly says four nines, or or nine fours rather. Then I'm thinking, hmm, there's probably not enough. Yeah. So then I call her bluff. If I'm right and she's lying, mm-hmm. then I have to t- then she has to take a drink. Yeah. And if the opposite true, then I have to take a drink. And this, then the loser starts. This is obviously why I can't remember the rules. Because <laughs> I'm very poor at the game.
1: Uh, also, another thing to, uh, to mention is that these clubs are so loud. You can't oh, even yeah. hear yourself think. So people don't really say anything like mm-hmm. if they're playing dice together like they'll they they act like shouting but most people use like hand signals for numbers mm-hmm. so before you come you should learn the chinese hand signals and they're not all the same like some people from different provinces use different like different hand sing- signals so yeah be careful
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun though it is fun don't yeah. be scared you'll get it yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I've, I've noticed within the last year, uh, six months to a year that, uh, amongst West, uh, foreigners, there's like this, uh, growing, like DJing scene and like, mm. not, I don't want to use the word rave, but kind of, um, on like rooftops and in more like, uh, um, kind of underground kind of places, uh, th- this is becoming quite common. There are lots of female DJs in Shenzhen, foreign ones. Yeah, yeah, and and Chinese though. I've been to a place in Kogo Park actually, and it's got a swimming pool in the in the club. I don't know mm. if you've
0: been there before. I I've can't remember the name. I've walked in.
1: I uh, know where it is. Yeah, and there are. I've seen a few female d- DJs in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's definitely one of those typical foreigner jobs in yeah, china definitely. is to be a dj yeah. to be an english teacher or a dj oh, uh, both, both at the same yeah. time
1: which is what i've night.
0: many of them are like that yeah
1: it's a good time i'm sure yeah i think so too mm. um yeah there's it's i think it's just a bit different there, there are also sound discos as well i've heard oh. i've never been to one uh i mean i have in in England, but not not in Shenzhen.
0: I've heard that there was a silent disco in Hong Kong, right? Oh, yeah, but oh, yeah at the festival. Yes, yeah, yes. but I had n- I've never seen... I don't know where they are. Probably there are some here. I guess I'm kind of out of the loop.
1: Yeah, me too, a little bit. I, I usually find these things out on Facebook. I'm a bit of a stalker. <laughs> but before... It's only because I've kind of got gotten to know people, and WeChat as well, gotten to know people that go to these things. I mm. guess I'm... Um, Yeah, not not into really... These days, not that much into the clubbing scene.
0: Yeah. But let's talk about the culture a little bit because I Mm. think that's kind of interesting and I think um, Ian was kind of curious about that from the way that he asked this question. Um, You can imagine the club is very similar to what you would see in the West. Um, Girls in very, very short dresses and skirts Mm -hmm. and men with their... Legs like spread wide on a couch with a cigar, <laughs> surrounded by bottles of champagne.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh,
0: yeah, that's a, that's a good point. In yeah. business suits, in you business know. Suits, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's similar. I would I would imagine to clubs in New York, LA, wherever. I think big cities. It's very similar. Um, there are some kind of Chinese elements though that are particular to here. One being that you never tip, like you don't ever tip
1: your for drinks or
0: anything anywhere. Right? I mean, yeah, they don't really tip anywhere. I tip my hairdresser. Oh yeah, the person I tip because I'm I'm like, please don't screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so you don't. So then. The bartenders are – they're usually really skilled at throwing the bottles in the big clubs. Like, they can Mm. usually juggle the bottles really well. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. But they're not necessarily as attentive to you for drinks. Like, I I find that it's harder to, like, get the bartender's attention in China than in other places because they're not really working for tips.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. That's my impression. Um. Another thing is that there's this kind of like, we mentioned about the shows and a couple of clubs that I've been to, there have been shows. I'm not sure if the men who were dancing in the shows were meant, were gay or like meant to be gay, but I've seen it a couple times where you have these men who are pole dancing and they're wearing like, usually like animal print Mm -hmm. and fur and like short okay. you know like hot pants and yeah. stuff and they're dancing on the pool but it's not a gay club and it doesn't i don't i really i'm not sure if mm. they are gay or not but that's not something that you would ever see in a straight club yeah
1: I think.
0: it's part of the show
1: is to like see these guys yeah that's true yeah that's a point i've never i guess i've never thought about that before Um, I I guess it's equal opportunities.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure because, like, I've definitely made mistakes in thinking that a Chinese man was gay who's not gay. Um, I knew this fashion designer who was very, very extremely flamboyant and always dressed. You know, he would have a little bit of makeup on and he was all, you know, he had his hair all styled. He had his nails painted and he was like... Always really dress up. Yeah, I can't and, imagine why you might have assumed he was gay. <laughs> I know, right? How horrible of me. But anyway, yeah, I, could, I honestly, I just took him for a gay man, and I found out later that he wasn't. Yeah,
1: and I know I've also come
0: across men like that here. Yeah, so there's kind of – it's not really clear, the always the gender distinction. Mm. I mean – you, you see, like, also with women too, you see a lot of women here who they wear clothes like boys. Yeah. They have their hair cut like boys. They get like male watches. Yeah. But a lot of them, some of them I'm sure are gay, but I think some of them they just, they're like playing with the gender roles. Yeah. I think so. And they actually like it when you mistake their gender. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you remember spending an hour and a half in that uh, coffee shop wondering if the, the person that had served us was, was a guy or a girl. Yeah, I still we, we, don't st- know. we still, to this day, have no idea.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, there isn't... It's funny because it's almost like it's more accepting here. Like, there isn't as much of a taboo yeah, I don't for those think so. kind of things. I think they just kind of... They they have more freedom to play around with those gender barriers. Yeah. That's how I see
1: it. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I I, I agree. I don't think it is a t- taboo. People mm-hmm. just accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. No, And no one, like... You wouldn't see anyone poke fun like w- we're stood in the in the queue in the coffee shop and were like, oh, is, is this a girl? Is this a boy? But no one else is bothered. Yeah, no one, no one even would. questions it. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's, it's really interesting. and it's good.
0: It's it's to me. I think it's a good thing. So that also like comes into the club scene because you'll see these what in the if if they were dressed the same way and behaving the same way in the U.S., everybody would think that they were. Okay. Yeah. But here I I I don't know I don't think that they are. I really don't think that they mm. are. I think it's part of the show. Like too, remember when you guys were you you would do those kindergarten like the pageants and yeah. stuff like that oh, and they would have the boys the dressed up with makeup and with yeah. like purple sequins and like yeah. you know they had a very feminine costumes for the males so i think that's right and actually china has a long history of men dressing up as women Mm. and doing opera and
1: i think they're very comfortable with it Yeah, like um i was gonna say that um probably the reason why it's so unusual to see guys dancing like that in clubs is that in the u.s or the uk guy men wouldn't go into the clubs if there were guys dancing like that. Because mm. they'd feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry guys, but it's true. You wouldn't like you wouldn't like it and you'd be all like uncomfortable with yourselves. Mm. G- Chinese men aren't bothered. No, they really They carry are. their girlfriends' handbags. So why they yeah, you know, do they don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't so they're true. not bothered. They walk down the street with their arms around each other. They're very comfortable with the with their sexuality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, in some ways it's so true. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's just... Actually, that's great. You know, I've never, ever thought about that. or really considered this. And actually, it's a, I think it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely another perspective. Yeah, sure. definitely. So what are some other elements of club life that have, you know, impressed you, Holly, uh, uh, here in China versus things that you've seen back in the UK? Uh...
1: The amount of people that can fit in one club, to be honest, <laughs> I've never experienced that before. Where you're like literally on top of each other. Mm. There are so many tables, like forget chairs. But if you if there are tables, if it's I've been to a few clubs where it's there there are it's more of a standing club, mm-hmm. and those the seats are like for real VIPs. Right. Like forget even going over there because you're not it's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, but you just like literally on top of each other and the. If you want to dance, there are usually like yeah, like kind of like evening show where there's that there's like elevated elevated areas. areas. Or they have so boxes. you're in front of everyone, like just dance. I've never
0: ever done that before. Yeah, like boxes yeah, or... Yeah, I usually, like, crawl up on the box. Yeah. Like, let's go dance. And you crawl up on top and then there's, like, a pole That's... or there's, like, a stage yeah. and you're, like, above everybody else in the club yeah. and dancing.
1: But th- there's, no, there's no, like, no one seems to feel em- embarrassed about that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> I guess if I was in that club, I'd probably, I might also be dancing. And if I'm dancing, I may have also had a small beverage, So I'm not, I, I, when I, (laughs) I don't really think that other people are, no one's making a fool of themselves or anything. People are just dancing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it can be quite funny to watch Chinese men dance, but I think Mm -hmm. a lot of men have that, you know, only dancing with your feet kind of movement.
0: (laughs) The body just goes where the feet of (laughs) moving. But I've seen people dance really well, you know, Mm -hmm. as as well, like, Mm -hmm a good time for sure yeah and you know the clubs they don't have uh closing hours here mm-hmm. they're just open until everybody they're leaves so and then you can go to hot pot exactly so they have 24-hour hot pot restaurants <laughs> so you can just roll from from uh from dancing and then you just yeah. sober up with some it's better hot than a kebab pot. i can tell you that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good it's pretty good <laughs> so it's pretty fun um i wanted to share a little trick how to get free drinks in a club. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think uh, people should know. So as a foreigner, male or female, in the bigger cities, the males will have a more difficult time. But you can still try it. Mm. But females, foreign females, listen up. So basically, (laughs) if you want to get free drinks the whole night... All you need to do is you need to make a slow stroll around the parameter of the club. As Holly mentioned, the the parameter usually is where they actually have places to sit down. Because most of the places, even though you have tables, it's a high table and you're standing. There aren't any chairs. So the only people who are sitting down are sitting towards the outside of the club. And they have plenty of money and plenty of alcohol. So all you need to do is just saunter along the outside until you catch somebody's eye, Mm -hmm. and then they'll invite you over for a drink. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's brilliant about it is that in China, they like having Westerners at their table for status, and they do not expect you to do anything like to earn your, (laughs) to earn your free drinks in some other kind of shady way. Honestly, I've done it a million times. Usually you just have a conversation with the guy, Mm -hmm. just hang out with his buddies and you're drinking all night, like the nicest champagne for free. So it's- And all very, very expensive whiskey. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, anything, if when it comes to alcohol, actually, I mean, I've, I've read and also from experience and all that the- a lot of Chinese people, if they drink, they they drink expensive, not necessarily good quality. But when it comes to things like that, it, it is like uh, wine, maybe not always. But when it comes to hard liquor and champagne, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... It's usually
0: pretty good. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun. So as a guy, you should still try it, too. So if you come to China, especially... Well, there are ladies. There are rich ladies out there now. It's true. But even so, like, usually it's the rich guy who will be like, hey, buddy, like, come over and drink with us. Even if he doesn't speak any English, you don't speak any Chinese, a lot of times he'll bring you over, he'll pour you, he'll literally just pour you a glass from his bottle, and then you'll just be drinking together. Yeah. Well, you might... uh, uh, The only thing is,
1: is that you might end up drinking green tea with whiskey, whiskey. <laughs> and that's when you first drink that it's a bit like what on earth is this but you get you do get used to it
0: yeah yeah it's like a cold slightly sweetened green tea yeah. with whiskey and it's relatively diluted so you'll be drinking that all night and you'll be very hydrated and yeah. you won't have a hangover the next day <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> yes absolutely so, because Chinese people, it's true, at least in southern China, they do not hold their liquor the same way mm. as we Westerners do. Yeah. At least from my experience, and I've got six years of it, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, sometimes it might be, like, 8 o'clock, and, the, and Chinese businessmen may have been for dinner together, mm-hmm. and you see two, two guys, like, tra- like, carrying another guy,
0: like, it's 8 <laughs> o'clock. They yep. have by you though we can forgive yeah, them. Yeah, for it's that. true, it's true. But it's pretty funny, like usually how quickly it happens. Because once they start drinking, then they just go all out, and then it's all over mm-hmm. within the, an hour or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And people it's just fun. sleep
1: in in the clubs. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's another thing that I guess you probably not expect. You probably get chucked out. Yeah, they're really like. I guess bad behavior. If you were to behave badly in the UK or the US, they'd probably chuck you out straight away. Mm. But the security guards are not that really,
0: not bothered, that bothered. Mm-mm. I mean, i Unless danced- you're like being violent and, you know, which yes. is also not yes. very common either. Like in the US, I've definitely seen a lot more fights, like drunken fights. Yeah. But in China, they very don't. Very few, very few. Very few. A lot, it's more usually like a cat fight, mm. which, you know, let's be honest, they are awesome to watch. <laughs> yeah, but it's usually not like life-threatening, you yeah, know, like right. blood and whatever happening. It's just you know it's an argument over a boyfriend, probably, and it's it's over relatively quickly. Yeah, so they don't have that kind of uh, they don't have that kind of culture, fighting mm. culture. Yeah, definitely getting drunk and then punching each other no, It doesn't <laughs> thank, happen here. Thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness. Okay, so
1: so in. Asked, uh, why we thought the, the clubbing scene in China was so massive. Mm. Well, I think. Because the money here is yeah, massive. Money, money is massive. Yeah. And, and we think that it's, this scene has probably always been there, but it's, there are parts of it that are changing, becoming, it's becoming more extravagant, more like, more extreme and just more fun, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's just being developed basically yeah. and in a way that's very Asian and it's it's really interesting to to be here and see those kind of developments because yeah. they definitely do have their own style. There are things that they've borrowed from western clubs but it's definitely at the core it's Chinese it's a Chinese experience. Yeah. And I do enjoy it actually. Mhm. Uh
1: especially these like I'm from like the northeast of England where outside clubs and things on don't exist but there are rooftop bars and clubs here it's Mm -hmm. all that's really nice Mm -hmm.
0: yeah there's definitely no excuse for boredom here in china (laughs) there's always something it doesn't matter what day of the week either you can go out on a monday night tuesday night (laughs) sunday night whatever there's always a club that's popping full yeah (laughs) it's just so many people so it's a good time it is
1: it makes
0: me want to go out now. I know. Let's okay. do it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you guys um, had, got a little insight into what it's like here in China. And if you have any questions, you can also leave them for us at slash episode 16. Absolutely. Or on our Facebook page, Two White Chicks. That's T W O. Yes.
1: Okay, so Nora, can you give us our Chinese word of the week?
0: Please? Okay, this word I really like. So the Chinese word for bar or club is jiu mm. Yeah. So it's, um, jiu <laughs> cool. means alcohol. Ba is a transliteration mm-hmm. for bar. So it's pretty easy to yeah. remember. Jiu ba, cool. take me to the nearest jiu ba. <laughs> so it yeah. sounds really cute. And Chinese. you can't forget that either, I don't think. No, jiu yeah, cool.
1: it's good. So yeah, as Nora said, if you want to uh, find out the Chinese, those Chinese Chinese words, I'm sorry, you can go to <laughs> writtenchinese dot uh, com slash episode sixteen. And also, we'll put links and pictures to things that we've talked about mm-hmm. um, because actually Nora mentioned something about uh, expensive cars outside bars, and someone sent me a picture. Uh, which is definitely going to go on this uh, podcast page. Suspense. Yeah. I want to see it's it funny. too. It's I'm going to
0: go to writtenchinese.com episode 16. You are too. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Oh, well, that was really <laughs> spammy. Yeah. I am. It was. <laughs> <Of course. laughs>
1: so don't forget. Uh, so if you were listening last week to episode 15, um, we had Sean ask us a question about uh, gyms. Uh, are there gyms in China? And also... Uh, about finding an apartment and a uh, fast Wi-Fi connection. So next week in episode 16, we'll, we'll be answering the 17. second. 17. I'm sorry, 17. <laughs> we will be answering, uh, that's the second part of his
0: question. And we were kind of teasing Sean a little bit. We
1: were, I'm, we're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. We hope we didn't. We didn't kind of made him shy. <laughs> <laughs> we love you Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your questions uh, Ian as well, thank you mm-hmm. and please don't forget we really want your questions uh, if you do have something you want to ask us please go to uh, writtenchinese.com slash voicemail or you can do what Ian, uh, Ian Prince and Ian Shreds did actually, they didn't send us a voicemail message they just left us a message on our um, on our episode pages and yeah, that's cool too We'll find it. Yeah, we will find it. <laughs> yep. We will find it. We will hunt the questions <laughs> down.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.